What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movie, TV, video games, anime, cartoons, and more. I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Man, we were geeks before being geeks. We're cool. Just a bunch of dudes who forgot to grow up. Gentlemen, what's up? How was your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? What's up? Watching my usual weekly stuff. Um, just finished Tokyo Revenger. Nothing really too exciting going on there, but still a good show. Still need to watch my my Baruto and um, and my my Hero Academia. Uh, what I've been playing, Conan Exiles, man. I've been building my base. I'm right in the middle of the Maelstrom. Listen, people, if you need a, if you need a place to stay, right out the storm, hit me up. I got that base. Nice white tower in the middle of the darkness. Let's what's go. Your, what, what's your gamer handle? Critical IV. It's on, All right. on Xbox. Hit them, up. hit them up. Critical IV. If hit you're on Conan Exiles, you need to out the storm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched um, Superman Red Sun. Oh, oh. That, was, that was a pretty good one. I like that one, Jack. I had some mixed feelings. Mostly the dialect. Like, why oh. not just get a Russian dude, man? Just get a freaking dope ass Russian actor to, to be the voice of him if he's going to be Russian. Because the problem was, I heard a white guy doing a Russian accent the entire damn film. But it was a pretty good adaption, though. What did oh. you say? <laughs> you know what? Now, now, now that movie's going to be ruined me for, forever. Because now, when, every time I see it, I'm going to be like, damn. This is accent's terrible. I would have been happier if the thing had just been in actual Russian when he was speaking in Russian and just subtitled. But that's Lawrence wouldn't watch it. Said no. Casual <laughs> animated watcher ever. No one wants to watch that movie, Jack. <laughs> He's just saying that because he wouldn't watch it. Let's He's like, wait a minute, I gotta read. No. I gotta read. I'm gonna, I gotta read a Superman Superman Red Sun. No, no thing. No letters. Thing. Say you, letters. Well, you read the comic, right? You lazy. That's the problem. There is. I see they, movie they, pictures. I can't there wouldn't be a big deal. Why would I read a subtitled show after I read the comic? Like that. that why am I reading both? That. Ugh, I can't. Anyways, that's what I did. Yeah, this week I, I watched uh, Space Jam. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but there is a cool scene where they kind of do a montage where they get the team together and they travel to different movies and different worlds. There's a DC world where there's Superman and the Justice League, which is pretty cool. Uh, I, I have a question live about... Live action or ca- cartoons? Cartoons. Cartoons. But, they, but they, there's live action. They drop in The Matrix. They drop in Mac, Mad Max, Fury Road, a few others. So it, it was pretty cool. I have, cool. I have a question, Chris. Go ahead, shoot. Does it connect at all to the first one? Is it is there references, <sighs> or is know. it like it's a, its own thing? It's kind of its own thing. I still have to finish. The, I still haven't seen the very end of it yet. You know, watching with a three year old is right. is, is sporadic <laughs> at best. But uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. if they're gonna connect it, they ain't gonna do it in the last ten minutes. Oh, right. oh, what you're saying is you only watch the first ten minutes. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm through. Like I'm like halfway, like more than three quarters of the way in. So I'm good on that, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, from what I saw, it was alright. I mean, but I like but that scene. I, I those that scene I enjoyed a lot. Me, man. Um, well, Rich, you may know this. Fear Street Part Three dropped. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind, of, to, what, what kind of people watch. are there, Jack? Jack, there's two kind of people in this world. <laughs> Some that can walk away. <laughs> others that have to finish the series once they start it. <laughs> so I had to, you know, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm almost done. 
And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I have to finish it. That's just how I am. I will say by part three, it's much more of a movie where the first one was kind of just all over the place. And the second one was still all over the place. But like the third one is like, they're really trying to make a movie here. It's still all over the place. I'm not the audience, but I can't. Apparently you are. You've watched all three. I got, I got, I guess I I am the audience. And it worked, man. He got desensitized by the third one. He's saying it's good. I got so desensitized (laughs) by the third one. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, I'll tell you what I went back and watched because I've been um, really jazzed up about Masters of the Universe coming out. Mm -hmm. So I went back and started rewatching the uh, the 2000 series, which is actually really freaking. Not the filmation, Chris. We know how you feel about that when you're crapping on my childhood. I'm okay, but the the filmation, I say, doesn't hold up. The one I'm crapping on is the space one. Oh, the space one. You do take a big deuce on a space one. Yes, it's hot garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But that 2001, that 2001 is pretty dope. And I have to imagine, like, whatever they're doing in this one, I feel like it has to be similar. Except in the the 2001, they couldn't... um, kill anybody it was still made for i guess cartoon network or nickelodeon for kids so they couldn't go there but it's actually pretty dope so that's kind of what i've been watching man uh, it's been a slow week of watching stuff i have those yeah. toys i have the the he-man and the the skeletor from that line from from that from that animation yeah yeah it was, it was on cartoon network i believe the that, yeah. yeah 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 it's pretty dope because it, it was the first time you saw them make prince adam physically different than he-man like prince adam's like 16 it's like it's like shazam which is actually pretty cool he does transform into something bigger um which i thought was pretty dope and oh man all right spoiler alert like in the beginning you got he-man's dad prince adam's dad who's not even a king yet he's a soldier defending grayskull against the evil people and the dude uh, keldor uh someone's gonna kill me for this but he's fighting him keldor realizes he's losing this fight he throws acid he blocks it with his shield the acid gets on his face and that's the birth of skeletor like it literally burns the skin off of his face uh, now, they don't show cool. you the burning huh. because it's for the kids but you see him cover his hands to his face and that's why there's skeletor and that's like the first 10 minutes of the show so it's, it's a dope rewatch if you guys are up for it um can we pause to appreciate rich's shirt he tends to have oh. the shirt of the day every time. He does have the shirt of the what is that? I what is that? Archer. I can't hear you over the deafening sound of my awesomeness. <laughs> That's a dope t-shirt, Rich. <laughs> All right. So let's get into one of my favorite segments. The collector's corner. It's showing gold. <laughs> <laughs> That never gets old. Who's up first, Rich? Rich? (laughs) (laughs) So, for Xbox, and probably some other uh, platforms, but Xbox is the main one out there. But um, a game came out, as some might know, or some of y'all might not know, I'm into mech games. Uh, You give me a good mech game, and I'm all over it. This game came out on Xbox, and it's called Titanfall. I got a special edition, which came with a nice statue that lights up and makes sound. The batteries have long died, but this thing is pretty dope. Oh, shoot. Whoa. That thing right. is huge. Yeah. Two feet yeah. tall? 
It's like, uh, well, I'm, I deal in inches, 21 inches from the base all the way up to this <laughs> dude right here. You make sure you measure from the base, right, Rich? <laughs> I measure from the base. Yes. There goes our sponsors. <laughs> there goes our sponsors. <laughs> but uh, what, what, what it is, is a 21-inch uh, figurine. It lights up. It makes noise. Um, it is of the mech, uh, the Titanfall mech, holding one of, the, one of his weapons, a machine gun with a drum clip. It has two soldiers running at the base and one uh, one of the pilots, or actually it could be an enemy, uh, one of the enemy pilots, or possibly the ally pilot, on the on the on the top of it, um, riding it, almost jockey style, and it's pretty dope, pretty dope. I love it. I said it before, and I really, I really wish that um, video games would come out with stuff like this because I will be collecting it all day, and just wasting all my money. But um, you know, it's, they, it's it's like a dying art. Yeah. Like no one, no one does it really anymore. And when they, when they do. You know, the verbal buyers buy them all up. We can't do anything. Chris, what you got? Check out this G.I. Joe. You know who this is? This is actually G.I. Joe. So in in 93, 94, they had a a mail away where if you had five proofs of purchases, you can mail away for G.I. Joe himself. So this is digging in the crates. This is the actual G.I. Joe from the mail away. That's Joe. Yeah, it's just, just Joe. It's Joe. Joe. So there were two versions you can get. You can get the, the big Hall of Fame version, which was like the Barbie size Joe, or the, the regular the three and uh, three quarter inch one. And this is it. This you is know who I got? Yeah, Joe. I'm horrible with my toys. All my toys are red. I got the Sergeant Slaughter one that you got in there. I have that too. Oh, uh, good stuff. Yep. You got Joe. Yeah. It's Joe. It's G.I. Joe. It's, it's Joe. <laughs> yeah. it, it, when my son plays with it, and it confuses him because we have a bunch of other G.I. Joes. I'm like, oh, let me be G.I. Joe. And he's like, who? I'm like, no, that's G.I. Joe. <laughs> this is G.I. Joe. <laughs> this is actually G.I. Joe. <laughs> um, I, I have a, a nice thing. I, I really appreciate this item in my collection. It's not coveted. You can probably get it anywhere. But, okay. We lost an amazing artist recently, Richard Donner. You know, he directed Superman as well as a lot of our childhood. Goonies, I mean, Lethal Weapon, I mean, Omen. He directed so much. And I know we're on this whole, like, Snyder Cut thing. And it's like, like never been done before. He went back and finished his film. Not oh true. Because, for those of you, there yeah. is a Superman 2 Donner Cut. Unheard Ooh. of. This thing came out like... What it was, it it came out like 25 years later. And the fact that he went back and finished a film that he was fired on because he was fired on Superman 2 and replaced. And he only like shot like 50% of it. And then he, in in a lot of the film uh, roles were like destroyed. So he had to like use audition video to put into areas that they didn't have footage of. They had to like use whatever CGI they had at the time. But you get Richard Donner's vision for what should have been Superman 2. And Superman 2 is when he's supposed to reverse Earth and stop Zod. And Superman 1, I believe, was going to end on a cliffhanger where he actually grabs the missile, throws it into space, and that missile shatters the Phantom Zone. And then it would go into 2. So Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. It is a better cut. It's a Well, there's no... Uh, I kiss you and you just forget. Yeah, that's, no, it's a better cut. I mean, I don't know what Bill Cosby 
superpower that is. <laughs> and there goes our sponsor. Yep. Yes. Well, my show and tell item today is my Howard the Duck number one. How oh, much shoot. is that worth, Jack? That's what I want to know. What well, grade is that? It's it's not even it's it's under a grand if it were graded well. If I had to guess, I'd say it's probably eh, maybe a five, maybe a five. It's actually in pretty good condition. The corners look great. It's got a little wear and tear on the seam, but no big dents, no big scratches, no cuts or anything like that. It's actually in pretty good condition. That's the dope but collector's it's, it's item. One of those, it's one of those fun. Is Howard the Duck? Yeah, <laughs> duck. And he's going to make his way into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We got a cameo, but I feel like we're going to get you know, him he's in always, full. He's always got this hot chick that he's, even in the movie, man. He, he Even the movie, he had a hot chick. Yeah. The movie was, was the, the most disturbing movie. thing I've ever seen yep. in my probably entire life. <laughs> that spawned a generation of furries there. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, I just knew this is wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> this here. is not right. Why, uh, why is she touching that duck like that, Mom? <laughs> I don't know. Matter of fact, I want to see a live action Darkwing Duck. Ooh, let's get dangerous. Let's get dangerous. With Blather and Blatherskite. Gizmo Duck. You want Gizmo, Gizmo Duck in that yeah. bad boy. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have him. That was a crossover from DuckTales, right, Gizmo? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I'm all about that. Wow, we're going deep today. We're going deep. deep. Jeez. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's get into the news. It's time for the news. The news. So, guys. Some really, I'm going to keep the news brief because I want to get into Loki, but uh, we got a sneak peek at the Batman 89 comic this week. We got some pages. Yo, it's looking good, man. It's looking good. I'm excited for it. And there are a few variants out there that they're already teasing that if you can pre-order them or find the right comic book shop to get them, you're going to have a pretty penny collector's item on your hand. For real, man. They're 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 going all out on this. It's amazing. Like, who would have thought so many items from our childhood would just be like on full blast right now, getting all the financial support, movies, comics. It's like they're bringing back the '80s, and I would have never thought we would have got a Batman '89 comic. Let alone like we'll get into the Flashpoint news. But I mean, it's just crazy. It looks dope. I'm excited for it. I'll tell you which one to look out for. Um, if you're familiar with, I think it was in the 2000s, like 2005 or something, Jim Lee was doing um, a lot of the Superman, Batman art at the time. And there's that kind of iconic uh, Superman, Batman, where, and they're in separate comics, but Superman's kind of profile facing out and Batman's profile on a gargoyle facing out. It's kind of this iconic picture now. There's a Batman 89 variant cover that kind of is an homage to that look. If you can get your hands on that bad boy, you can be one camper. That's going to be dope. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. The Rock took to Instagram a couple of times this week, but he basically showed off his last day of filming looking ripped and massive like a freaking superhero is a specimen. He's a specimen. He's and 49. I know we've spent this before. He's 49. 49. 
And if you follow him on Instagram, you literally go on his fitness journey to Black Adam. That that type of he's he's never been this ripped. And I'm bringing this up because in one of the posts, he goes out of his way to say, "No muscle suits." He's putting the whole superhero actor community on notice. (laughs) There's no padded suit. When I got my costume on and you see these veins through it, they're mine. Step your game up, everyone else. And, mm. and, here's, the, and here's the thing that's even like really throwing down the gauntlet. Because as you guys know, Shazam, um, Shazam, Captain Marvel is kind of the focal point in that in in that story. And Black Adam is his adversary. And of course, like right. most things, Venom. These 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 <laughs> anti heroes go Thank off you. and get their own comic books and their Thank own you. movies. But Black Adam is a counterpoint to Shazam slash Captain Marvel. And we all know Zachary and the whole Shazam family, at least the dudes, are all wearing muscle padded suits. Yeah. So yeah. The Rock but, is like, if we face off, I put you on blast early. Yeah, but his his powers are magic, dude. You don't necessarily need to be looking like the Hulk in order to be strong like the Hulk. And that's you don't. The- but then you don't wear a padded suit. Just be strong and skinny. He's talking about them wearing uh, fake well, muscles. I mean. But then you're then you're going back. See, so there's a there's a little bit less. I agree because one of my problems with the uh, HBO Max or or CW Superman is his suit is so padded it's obnoxious to see. To so the point where his neck doesn't match his shoulders. Well, Shazam was like that too. The first Shazam. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah it was and, like he was but, bad. But there was. But they kind of own that look of the suit. Whereas the Superman, they're trying to fake it like it's just his muscles. And you don't need it. He's strong. The Shazam suit, it worked because it was funny. But it's like, if he's ever going to... But here's Devil's Advocate. There needs to be a balance. Because Christopher Reeve looked great, but his suit looked flat. It it was lacking texture and dimensionality. Right. And so there is a balance to be found and I don't think you want all your heroes looking like that. I, Henry Cavill is a, a perfect example because he got in great shape, but his mm-hmm. suit, I'm not talking about the shading. They shade, they overshaded it, but his suit does have padding because you're not going to see muscle separation like that through fabric. Right. But you buy right, that he's yeah. in that greatest shape. So that's a good example. Well, let me ask you, how did they do, because uh, they did dots and they're going to CGI over him a little bit, you know? But isn't that what they did with Green Lantern? And that suit looked horrible. Like that yeah. Whole well, we, we got a pick of him in costume from the back. So I think whatever the dots are, it might be the magic, electricity, or I don't know. But we, we got a pick of him. In, he's not he's not wearing a CGI suit. We got we got the no, Yeah. Yeah, that back end was definitely he's wearing a real suit. That was yeah, probably exactly what you said. That the dots was for like probably the effect of the suit coming on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, or something to that nature. He's saying Shazam, but yeah. I will say I agree with you, Jack. If you have superpowers, if your powers are magical, you don't necessarily need to look like a bodybuilder. But if you are going to have muscle, we need to buy that that is your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. He's, and the suits are getting, I mean, listen, I did a, a variety show in middle school. And I had a Superman suit that had all the abs and stuff on it. And it looked like chin was up. <laughs> that's <laughs> how they look on Superman and Lois. <laughs> I know it's the biggest problem. It's my biggest problem because it, it's great content. It's a and, good show. And Shazam won, man. Like yes. the, the proportions to those muscles just were too exaggerated. 
I think that's the biggest culprit. Is the first, is, but, is Shazam. but they fixed it. They fixed it in the pictures we got of the sequel to to Shazam. But The Rock is saying, "Listen, you guys wear your fake stuff, but when I step on screen, you're seeing Black Adam. I put in mm. eight months to be Black Adam. I'm gonna look how the comic looks, and that's without a muscle suit. I'm like, old state. yo, well, yo, it actually mm. looks bigger than most Black Adam." Black Adam's some of his earlier comics. He looks he like 1990s Black Adam. Yes, Jim Lee Black Adam. Uh, just, yeah. Just, to the gill. Just missing <laughs> all he's missing <laughs> is the pouches. Oh, missing the pouches. Black Adam picture. I'm going to send it to you. It's a comic called, I think it's called Endless Winter. I think that's the name of it. And this image is so you know, I'm gonna find it right now. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna show it to you, and I'll put, I'll give it to you so you can post it. We'll go on the gram. Um, the next topic is um the Titans, man. We got that season three trailer, and listen, whoever's out there, if you're a Batman fan, I'm not saying you're gonna love this series because they take a lot of liberties, but it is really dope to see some of these plot points and story points come to life. And season three, they're giving us their version of a death in the family. We saw clips of the Joker beating down Jason Todd with a crowbar. We got Bruce Wayne broken. Uh, We got Dick Grayson having to step up. We get a shot of Tim Drake in the diner overhearing that a Robin's been found dead. We're getting some cool stuff. Jack is showing us a picture right now of Black Adam. Endless winter. I'm going to send this to you so you can post it. it. It is what The Rock looks like to me. And you know what? He doesn't look as big as The Rock. <laughs> the, the drawing isn't even doing the rock. The rock might have. He went further than he had to go. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was already pretty big. Oh, here, here you go. You got to get in widescreen. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. The rock showing dope. up. Yeah, man. that's dope. The rock yeah. showing up. But um, I'm excited about this Titans. Chris, you're you're the Batman fan here. What, what are you thinking? I I'm I'm rewatching. Actually, finished watching season two just so I can get to season three. Uh, I like Titans a lot. Um, I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped for season three. I fell off season two just because life. But life. now, yeah, but now with season three coming out, it was like, I got to watch it just so I can watch season three. Dude. I mean, they are doing something that I, I don't like that a lot of the CW shows are doing, which is explaining why the person that should be there the whole time isn't there. So in the trailer, you hear Bruce Wayne say, I'm broken. I can't be Batman anymore. To Dick Grayson, you be the Batman. And Supergirl, we had uh, Supergirl and Superman fight because he was mind controlled. And then she beat him. And he was like, I was fully powered. You're not Earth's protector. And Batwoman, Bruce Wayne's missing. Like they come up with these weird reasons why the guy that should be there isn't there. And I hope that this isn't that trope, that, that we do experience enough of Bruce's brokenness to justify why he has to put down the cow. That doesn't even make sense, the Superman thing. He wouldn't be like, oh, you're stronger than me. I guess I'm going to take a sabbatical for the next decade. He kind of does. And in every episode of Supergirl he was in, he would come back and say, you're Earth's protector now. No, but... Just a a reminder. Just a reminder. What was that dope comic where Superman and and Supergirl do uh, square off? He just really cuts into her and he's like, Listen, I spent my entire life holding back. <laughs> oh, shoot. You're a child with powers you don't know how to control. Oh. So we got some leaks, guys. Some leaks. So much so, for those listening, our Instagram account got, like, flagged this morning. Really? 
because Uh-oh. we put up we the pictures we listen. Y'all need to start following Three Brothers in a Shot of Milk on Instagram because we dropping stuff before anyone sees it, and then it gets gone because that Batmobile and the Supergirl picture is not on our page anymore. That joint got flagged because someone's getting fired from production because those pictures were not supposed to come out. Wow! But for those of you who hasn't who haven't seen, I'm sure you can still find them out there, but they're being got. We got a picture of the Michael Keaton Batmobile in the Batcave on the set of the new Flashpoint movie. And I mean, when I saw it, my jaw hit the ground. I didn't think I'd see that in live action ever again. I mean, I was at the table and I showed my wife and she was like, she was super excited about it. I mean, you guys all know how I feel about 89 Batman. So and that, and I don't know. Tell us, tell us some more. <laughs> if you don't know, you can go uh, listen to our look back of yeah. uh, Batman 89. Rich, our that's first, Tim Burton's Batman. If you yeah, wasn't sure. exactly. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, man. You know, and that's my one of my favorite Batmobiles. So I, I just, I'm just, I, I think Flashpoint, I'm now I'm at the point of Flashpoint. I'm just like, please don't disappoint me because everything that's coming out, I'm so excited about. I'm just like, please, please, please don't disappoint me. Dude, at this point, even if it's bad, it's going to be great because we shouldn't be getting this. We shouldn't be getting Michael Keaton back. Like that shouldn't be happening. Are Um, you kidding? We're getting every older actor back in the roles we know them in. Dude. Of course we should be getting Michael Keaton back. There's a damn uh, Indiana Jones movie getting made again. Sylvester Stallone's just one bad day away from picking up another machete and giving us another Rambo movie. Are you kidding? No, it's, 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 green, it's, green, the- it's green lit already. The next are you serious? That's what I'm yes. saying. Are we getting another Rambo movie? Yes, we are. Oh my god! What's happening? What's he going to be doing now? Like- let's let's do a hold up episode on just the Rambo series. Poor <laughs> <laughs> alert! He's going to kill people. Man, um, but back back to the flashpoint. Um, what I think is cool is that, and, and there's other leaked pics I didn't put out there just because some of this stuff should be special. But there is a picture of Michael Keaton in costume. I hope you took a great screenshot of that and send us. I, I got it. I'll show it to you guys. Because when you think about Michael Keaton in this, you're thinking, oh, he's got to be in some mech suit. He's got to be in some, because he, he's too old. But the stuff that's showing, it kind of looks right out of 89. And I'm happy about it because... I want to see Batman 89 updated. I don't want to see Michael Keaton in some Iron Man Batman suit because that's that's a, that's a different thing. I want to see the Batmobile. I want there's also pictures of the Batcave. That joint looks like 89 Batcave, man. Nice. I want to see 89 back. We also got a pic of Supergirl, a better, clearer picture of her with her cape. Costume looks dope, bro. It looks dope. I'm excited. I, I love that it looks different than the CW Supergirl, and she might not even be Kara Sorrell. I just I saw I just went to the movies to see um, the Forever Purge, um, and I saw a preview of the Protege, and Michael Keaton's in it. My man's still looking slim and fit. I'm not sure if he's doing his own stunts, but he was looking slim and fit in that Michael movie. Michael Keaton looks good, bro. Listen, you remember Spider I mean, uh, Spider Man? I'm Homecoming. This yeah. dude is threatening and scary. Like his yeah, presence has not, his presence only gotten even stronger. His gravitas is even deeper. I've worked pickups for American Assassin, which wasn't a good film, but Keaton was in it. Being in the same room with this guy, you can't take your eyes off him. The, the level of chemistry that radiates off this dude is unquantifiable. I feel like Flashpoints just give me my Batman Beyond and give me about 
40 minutes of that movie with him as Batman before he retires. Like that's 40 really, minutes. yeah, I want a, I want a lot of that. Just give me most of the movie with him as Batman. Oh man. Um, yo, Loki, we're getting a season two guys. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is oh yeah different. Cause every Marvel series kind of wrapped up and this one is saying we have more story to tell and they're in negotiations right now. So they also had less episodes that they gave us. We'll get yes, into it. We'll six. get into it. We'll, we'll, mm. we'll save that for the Loki talk. Um, real quick, Emmy nominations. I say this because there was a time where this stuff, this this sci-fi comic book stuff was like lesser than to the community. But now we got some serious Emmy nominations, man. Drama series, we got Mandalorian, The Boys, Lovecraft Country. Mm. Yeah. Uh, limited series, we got WandaVision. Jonathan Majors of Lovecraft, he's lead. He has a lead actor nomination. Journey Smollett of uh, Lovecraft has a lead actress nomination. Limited series, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen both have actors nominations. It's pretty cool for for people to not scoff at this genre anymore. That it's making way too much money, and they're yeah. getting way too many amazing actors in this. Oh yeah, like not include this anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's fantastic. And to, just to know the boys is it has an Emmy nomination is. Freaking dope. Yeah. Oh, boys. Come I mean, on. This show is... real talk, they're all fantastic. But the actor who plays Homelander, he's somewhere hate, else, bro. You hate him. You hate him. You look at yes. him and you hate him. Yes. But Genuinely he, hate him. But yes. he rides a line of childlike innocence and straight up super terrorist. <laughs> but it's still charismatic. It's a weird line he he, he walks, man. Because yeah. he... Because that character can easily be a caricature. It can easily just be a mustache twirling. Yeah, you know, you know, you know. How I like his performance too. Is a kid who paid Joffrey on Game of Thrones because you hated him so much as a person because he did such a good job. That's how I feel about Homelander. Like I don't know this guy, but I hate him because it's hard for me to 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 to, to divorce myself from the character because he's done such a good job. So but I, I think- but I also feel sorry for him. Like when he learns about really his existence and, and all the stuff he went through as a child and we learned that, I'm like, he has we're not talking about the boys, but it's a, it's a yeah. merit to the of the to the content as well as the acting of it, you know. Yeah, they're 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 not shying away from it. And the fact that it's being respected on this level means we're gonna get more kinds of this content, hopefully. Chris sees this guy on the Joffrey on the street just starts yelling at him. I, I start throwing rocks. You know that's you know that gotta happen to him all the time. When Othello was being done, an audience member actually killed way after the original production. An audience member actually killed the actor playing Yago because he was like, You're such a horrible person. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way I start with J.K. Simmons when I saw him in Oz. Like even yes. Oz, and he was playing like Juno's father. I was still like, I hate this guy. <laughs> He's not that guy anymore, but I still hate him. I think it's so good because they bring a level of humanity to it. Because you know, to play a villain and do mustache twirling is so evil. You disconnect from it being real. But when you bring humanity to it and a point of view to it, and you see them as a real person and they can do this. That's where it's freaking scary. You know, that's the difference between Hannibal Lecter and Freddy Krueger, you know? Yep. Off of our soapbox, let's move into... The debate! 
We haven't even done oh. the debate yet. We haven't done the debate yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is turning into a Venom episode. This is turning into a whole Venom episode. <laughs> okay. Speaking Jack. Speaking of Venom. You got to do the thing, man. Don't you do that. Let's see oh, if it's the debate. It's the debate. Oh, my God. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> and the mic drop. Let's get right <laughs> Going How well. am I supposed to do that? You just laughing. I'm time. sorry. <laughs> okay, here's the debate. With so many superhero movies out now, what comic book line do you think could be picked up with potential to be a blockbuster? Now, try and pick something that has no previous movie or series. Who wants to go first? Let me take this because Ooh. now the key is is not what do you want to see become a movie, but what do you want to see become a movie and has a possibility to become a blockbuster. Ooh. So now the one I pick is Saga. Saga. So, All right, yeah. tell us why, man. Why? Why Saga? So, I think Saga being the sci-fi opera that it is, it can it'll, it'll reach different groups. It'll reach, you know, your your Star Wars, Star Trek uh, nerds, or reach your comic book nerds. I think it's going to reach a, across the board and grab people. The storyline is good. So people who haven't read it, real quick summary – Think of Romeo and Juliet in space, you know, chased by a guy with a rope with a TV for a head. Uh, it's you, Max Hedren. Exactly, <laughs> and you got yeah, you you have crazy, you know, you have you have, you have crazy uh, bounty hunters, and you have lying cat. So a cat who can just tell it just says lying when people are lying. It's a great series. It's awesome, and I think it would be a blockbuster. And the content is pretty adult, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. The content, the content is, is adult. Yeah, there's a lot of violence, a lot of sex. It's good. good I recommend pull. it. Yeah. Good pull. So, and good pull. what platform do you see that? Do you I think it's see, a movie? I would see it. it I, I could see it working as a movie, or I could see it working as like a HBO Max type series. It wouldn't work on like a, like a, a CW type series because I think you need that that R rating. But you know what? Not HBO Max, like Amazon Prime. It'll go a good. It'll go along well with like the boys, something like that. Mm. Nice choice. Nice choice, Chris. Yeah. Who's next? I'll go next. Ooh, come on. This is such an easy answer for me. I've been waiting 20 years to see in the flesh the best content not done. This thing would literally blow Game of Thrones out of the water. You'd be like, Game of what? I know what you're going to say. You've been waiting to say this for like... (laughs) Say it for me then. Berserk. Berserk. The best Meng content out there. This, if it, anyone who has gone their life and managed to miss it, you have no idea what you're missing out on. Berserk, hands down, best content out there. I would literally cut off my, not my right leg, but probably my left leg. I would cut it up. I'd <laughs> offer it to the, to the theater gods. To see this content come to life. Where would you put it? You mean after I cut the leg off, I'd probably frame it and hang it on the wall. (laughs) 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 Berserk, Jack. Berserk. Berserk. Where would you like to see it? (laughs) Honestly, I think it would need to be a series that had at least three to four seasons committed to it to, to get the entirety of the story out and in, in, in motion. It's got to be HBO. It have to be something dark. It's gritty. It's expensive. Un- 
you need you need you need the budget for that. It's otherworldly. It's a it's a political drama meets God, dude. Fantasy uh, horror say, film. <laughs> fantasy horror film. Yeah, that's dope. That's the, I love Berserk. That's a good pull. Rich, what you got? Listen, I feel like with the success of Suicide Squad, okay, maybe not the success of Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> Which Suicide Squad? <laughs> Did you see something? <laughs> with Suicide Squad coming out twice and people loving the the villains uh, going out and acting a fool, I feel like the superior foes of Spider-Man would be a great series on HBO Max. Who are the mm. superior foes? Uh, you got The Beetle, Boomerang, Overdrive, Shocker, and Speed Demon. Mm. Yes. Yeah, the, they, they definitely not. The Sinister Six was about to be a thing. They tried that. Yeah, they came really, really close. In, in fact, the ending of uh, Amazing Spider-Man was, mm, was yeah. supposed to be, was supposed to be leading Michael up. Yeah, it was supposed to lead up to Sinister okay. Six. That's well, why, forget that's all a, that. Forget all that. I want the tomfoolery of the superior foes of Spider-Man. What I like want the sinister. I like the superior foes because with lesser villains, you can do more with them. If you're doing Sinister Six, you're locked in, man. They're not going to let you do whatever you want with Green Goblin. But with what did you say? Boomerang. Boomerang. (laughs) Boomerang. Isn't he in something now? That's Captain Boomerang. Yeah, that's Captain yeah, Different. Yeah. Same weapon. Just <laughs> same, 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 same principle. He throws something, it comes back. So different, different universe. Uh, that's fun. Um, mine is, it's not necessarily a story arc, but I, I'd love to see Milestone Comics, that world, be brought in. You got I, I mean, we already have a, a Black Lightning TV series, but you got Static Shock and just this world of pretty much black superheroes, which was Milestone was an offshoot or under DC Comics. And they just kind of catered to more urban stories of black superheroes. Icon is pretty much a black Superman. And I would love to see that world just expanded upon like Marvel Cinematic Universe style. Like just giving it the business. This is a film you're saying? Both, man. Since it's a universe, give me the Marvel, give me the give me the the TV series, give me the movies, because it it's not one character; it's a whole superhero world that I would love to explore. I think that'd be really dope. That'd be dope. I would lo- I would love to see a Static Shock movie. We're getting a yeah. Static Shock, HBO Max, my brother. Hey, hey, hey! It's a movie hey, or a series? I'm unclear at the moment. I feel like it's going to okay. be a movie though. But it's going to be right on. It's going to go to HBO Max. I don't think it's going to the to the theaters. Okay. But I'm unclear on that. That's the debate, baby. <laughs> Good job, guys. Not much of a debate. All these answers was dope. Let's get into it. Why we're here in the first place? It's the main event. It's the yep. main event. Loki. For those of you who don't know, we covered Loki episodes one to three uh, a couple podcasts ago. So if you haven't heard that, go listen to that and then come right back and listen. You might not need to. We're way off the mark. (laughs) We might be a little late putting this out, but hey, you still need some Loki uh, conversation. We got that for you. Spoiler alert for those who haven't heard. Spoilers all through the roof. So basically, a little brief recap, because I want to spend time jumping into this. We pick up with Sylvie and Loki 
in the doomed timeline about to see utter destruction before they're pulled back into the timeline with the TV, well, pulled back into the TVA. They're both in prison. Loki is going to spend the rest of his eternity or whatever in a time loop getting kneed in the nuts. (laughs) 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 And Sylvie is held captive too. And basically, yada, 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 they get free. They go find the Time Lords. They want to kill them. Um, Morbius freaking gets... Uh, what's the word? What's it called when they pruned. get pruned? Pruned, pruned, pruned. Yes, he finally learns that they're all variants. They're not created to watch the timeline. They're all variants. This whole thing's a lie. So he gets pruned. They go down there. They find out the Time Lords are just freaking robots. It's Wizard of Oz, y'all. It's Wizard of freaking Oz. Then Loki gets pruned. Sylvie fights the main lady, and then prunes herself eventually to go get Loki because then we find out pruning doesn't mean you get killed although leading up to this point we thought you died it just transfers you to a purgatory slash hell where you may or may not survive um it's the end of the timeline right it's the end of the timeline unless you're Loki Right. You pretty much die unless you're Loki. One of the many Lokis we meet. Then we meet a bunch of Lokis. We got baby Loki, crocodile Loki, black Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Old school Loki. We meet a politician Loki. We meet, there's a whole world of Lokis. Yep. They did the, 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 the president Loki too, which was dope. President Loki. Yeah. Um, We get a little Easter egg of frog Thor in a jar, in a jar. Um, we see the Thanos helicopter in the back. Thanos actually rode a helicopter in the comic books back in the day. <laughs> Just Easter eggs all throughout this. Sylvie comes, they basically figure out they need to get through this pretty much beast who is bridging the gap between where they are and where the supreme TVA god is. They breach that, they go inside, and they find out that it's he who remains is his name. The clock tells him everything. Says, you know what? If you don't go after this guy, we'll give you to whatever you want. They say, no clock. We don't want it. They go get him. And the most delightful, whimsical villain I've ever seen in the MCU pops up. Yep. And pretty much tells them this. I want you to take over for the TVA. Yes, I'm evil. But everyone in this room is evil. We're all villains. If you kill me, there'll be an infinite amount of me's to take my place. And there's one in particular. There's one in particular. For those of you who were crying Mephesto and were disappointed in the end, well, here, whatever you cried for actually did come. We have a version of uh, Kang, Kang, Krang, Kang, 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 Kang. Tell my Marvel. The Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. Um, Time Lord Extreme. Time Lord Extreme. Doctor Who better watch your back. Ooh, 1.21 gigawatts, Doc, Doc Brown. Um, <laughs> a lot of time, Lord. A lot of time stuff. So Sylvie kills the he who remains. Uh, Loki rushes back to tell Morbius and then the people at the TVA, look, something bad is coming. They don't even recognize him. He looks and he sees a statue of Kang the Conqueror. In, in place of where the time Right. So now we're in a brand new timeline. That's the sort of not really brief recap <laughs> of the last three episodes of Loki. <laughs> What'd you guys think? Dope, man. I, I love what the series potentially sets up. I mean, now you have everything is free range now. 
what, what's so great about it is they're saying everything that's ever happened now has a home in our canon and everything that might happen has a home in the canon and all of it matters and none of it matters. We can pretty much do anything. It's no holds bar, at least for a little while. Enjoy. Mm, I mean, yeah. Spider-Verse, dude, Spider-Verse is totally open up to the real world now. Yep. There's no reason anything can't exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point in time. It's a very exciting point in time to me. Uh, I also Rich. like that this is the villain. The second they got into that room and I saw his costuming, I turned to uh, Eureka and was like, "Is are they giving us Kang? Is that what's going on? And as that scene went on, I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? Because I was really, because I'd known he'd done time travel. I know he was a big baddie. He's more of a cosmic dude. But I was like, yo, I like... I, I like it. I dig it. I like what it's opening up. I hope that it really bleeds into these other films and doesn't just get locked into the Loki content. Mm. Like, so, Kang is big enough to go affect the timelines everywhere at this point. Yeah, so I think this gave us kind of what WandaVision did it. This gives us the the path into the multiverse of madness, gives us the path into the next phase of the Marvel movies. And I think this is what I was hoping for. When we talked about the first three episodes of Loki, I had said that, you know, I hope this leads us into the next set of movies. And I feel like this did. When I saw uh, Jonathan Majors, I was like, I knew he was, I, I already knew he was already, he, he was cast as, as Kang. And when I saw him, I'm like, great. I was so happy to see him because now things are coming together. The, the TV universe and the cinematic universe are tied together. And then, it just it just worked for me, and I was so happy with it, and I'm just happy with the direction they were going. I de- I I didn't even miss Mephisto. I was so happy to see <laughs> to see this guy. So I, I, I was good. I was so, I was happy with it. Yeah, same same with Chris. Like I already knew that Jonathan Majors was going to be casted within the uh, the the universe. I think one of the movies. I forgot which one. Yeah, but yeah, seeing him yeah. in in Loki and the way he portrayed him, or at least a version of him, yo, dope. It was just dope. It was fun. It was it was it was a whimsical look at, at a version of of Kang, and uh, and like he, even when he when he pops up in the elevator, it kind of showed him in the light where his face was like blue. Mm. I was just like, "Yo, this is it!" And it, it, you see some like he's kind of doning like the colors of Kang, but not really the full suit. I'm like, "This is it! This is I I, yeah, I was I, big smile on my face when I saw it, and I was enjoying it like the whole scene." Of him and the way he's portraying him and just the interaction with him with Sylvie and Loki, it was dope. And I can't wait to see the rest of it, like and that season movie. two, and then the whole, the whole, the whole uh, um, Ant Man and everything, like just him unfolding the character. That moment at the end of the scene where he had reached the threshold of his timeline, yeah, he got so giddy, like a there was such a earnest child. I have no mm. idea what's gonna happen. I couldn't. I cannot tell you how much. A little bit of fear. There's like a little bit of fear in there too. Yeah, because he knows. He's like, like, who knows what's gonna happen, dude? And I get, and that was the thing. His performance was so good in that scene. Brilliant. Um, So I'm gonna play advocate here, guys. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I have major issues with this series, and I think that the performances are fantastic. 
And Jonathan Major. mad because you were wrong about it being three Loki's at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I was right about the romance. I was right about the romance. No Enchantress, though. <laughs> but. Still kind of is who she is. Mm. Whatever you, you want to call her, Sylvie. My issue is outside amazing directing, uh, wonderful writing, amazing performances, but the show doesn't really do anything. It's literally just set up. Like nothing really happens significantly. It's, it, 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 it's one of those things where. Are you really able to say that though? It, it dude, is set up, but it's it, set up because it's, something significant it's, happens. It's just right. set up, but it's just set up. Like literally the episode where we meet all the Lokis does nothing. We just meet them. Only one Loki had a purpose. The older Loki. Like and literally, they, but he did, and they they threw his his thing away. Why that's my point. It? We have a lot of amazing, fun characters and, and a, a lot of great scenes. But when, if you streamline this series to like its basic elements, you're like, not that much. This really could have been an hour and a half easy if if we're talking about what happens. And then you got you 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 deal with you need the scene at the end. And then Kang, as much as I love him because I'm a fanboy and the idea of it. That's the worst villain. Like a villain is somebody your hero meets in the beginning of their journey. Like Kang means nothing to them. There's not, there's no personal connection to him. So if you're not like a fanboy, if you don't know that this actor was already cast in other movies, if you're not aware of this Doctor Strange multiverse of madness and you're just watching this as a show, you're like, where did this guy come from? I don't know if that's yeah. true. I think, I think you're missing, you're not tethering yourself to one big element. And if you agreed to if you agree to how relevant this one element is, it is the through line for the entire Loki series. It's time itself. Mm. And Kang is simply the embodiment of time control. Right, and but second- Loki, this villains are, 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 are a very important part to the hero's journey. I'll also say this. The he's, villain, not- he's not necessarily a villain. In fact, what he's saying is he's begging them to prevent a villain from taking his place. Right, he's not the villain. Right, right. but that—that that means this is a great setup for a story. This is a great prologue, but it's not—it's not a series unto itself. You can't watch this series and be satisfied without needing to watch the next four or five movies coming after. No, and that's the whole point of it. But, and, and, but that's my issue. And you've said this before, Jack, with other movies. I should be able to be satisfied from this series and not need other for, material. I, I, I will say this. What I wanted going into Loki was I was begging that whatever happened in Loki was big enough to not be able to be contained by the end of the series. WandaVision is pretty contained. Falcon Winter Soldier, they contain it. These things could be one-off. They don't really play any relevance into the, the bigger picture. Loki completely changes the game by the that, but the, yeah. Like you say about how I look at things, that's a great concept. But in execution, we start with a Loki who sees his mother die. And then we don't really deal with that emotional journey because he's 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 skipping time he's running and then we get to a villain jack jack we spend the final episode in exposition the whole episode is exposition that's uh, that's a whack finale but you look at loki's trajectory in the series you go from the 
anti-hero villain of the of the Avengers series to this guy completely changing course. Great concept, but the execution. If we go back and watch Avengers now and try to forget everything else we've seen, you truly believe that Loki at Avengers who's willing to kill everybody has this arc in a week just because he saw a possible timeline with his mother dying? No. But no, but that that that's weak. This Loki, the Loki in Avengers would have been like, I can figure out how to change it. I can outsmart it. The Loki that we saw with Thanos. Performance. If you erase everything you've seen from Tom and just start with Avengers and then watch this series, you'll go, that's a leap. See, that's that that's a good point. Because you're seeing you're seeing the Loki, the Loki we see now that has the 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 capacity for good is a Loki we've seen that's evolved over 10 but, years of Marvel movies. But the I'm Loki in the series... Go ahead, go ahead, Jay. Devil's Advocate. The Loki of this series, we actually haven't seen in any content. That's not true. Variant, Avengers. Variant. We, okay. He's the but same Loki in Avengers and same Loki in the first Thor. So we have those two movies. That's this Loki. And this Loki doesn't have a crisis, a come-to-the-cross moment because he watched the montage. Not that Loki they showed us who aligned with Thanos. I mean, by the, by the oh. end of it, Loki become by the end of Loki's heroic finale, the hand of Thanos, he becomes a hero in his own right. But we don't get but, to that but Loki. He's a worser, but he's a worser villain leading up to that moment, though. He literally is the but death it, of his planet, death of his parents, death of his... Right, but, but the Loki that we're catching up with in this series is the end of Avengers 1. That's right. the, so he, that Loki, I don't buy evil. having He's this still- huge turn. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have this turn, but I think that Loki would have tried a million different things before he came to the conclusion of, I got to be better. But I feel, like Loki- they ad- I feel like they addressed that in the show, because bring it back with the, um, with the Infinity Stones, when he saw that, that, that draw full of Infinity Stones, he realized the thing that I was fighting for or that I was trying to get control of is ultimately worthless here. So what is the point? Like that he had that kind of moment. And then also seeing his, like kind of going back, seeing his mother dying. But then in typical Loki fashion, he sees something that's even more powerful, the TVA. Mm-hmm. And the Loki from the Avengers movie would have tried to conquer that and probably failed and then went on his hero's journey. There's one more element, and this is the element that you brought up so poignantly in the first three episodes breakdown of Loki we did, and it's the love story. We're seeing a Loki who never in his existence on any timeline actually falls in love with the person, and that being in love can profoundly change the course of a person's life and this happens to them it happens to them mm-hmm. and they, they go out of their way to let us know in the series that it's so important that they literally are in a place where no variations show up on the chart and it showed up this time that's how yeah but they had to because the concept is so strong in the execution you can't do any six episodes so they have to put a big flag saying this is the greatest love of all it's going to change the universe. Flag, flag. It's important. It's like we're dealing with a Loki who is feared, who literally in Avengers said to Black Widow, I'm going to kill Hawkeye in front of you. You can watch him bleed out. That's the guy we got. That's the know. guy. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're 
you're negate you're you're not letting in certain elements. And no, because also keep this in mind, Lawrence. We actually do not know how long these guys are at the TVA. Right. You said a week. I don't know that they weren't there for freaking centuries. The way time works there. What I do mm-hmm. know is they were in these infinite loops. His experience, whether he's been there for infinity, is not that long. That Loki's experience is not that long. And I'm not like the performances are great. The, the filmmaking around is great. But this is really it, it, it's so much of a setup show that the main villain or the guy that they're after, if we don't want to call him a villain, has to have a 30 minute monologue to explain the series. So, so let me let me come please. on. No, now, Jonathan Majors this. is fantastic. So he's his acting made us. It was so fun and easy to watch. And I enjoyed it. Please. I enjoyed it. But that doesn't mean that it's not exposition in your finale. Of course it would. But that is exactly what, honestly, it's what I was hoping the series was going to do. Yes. Is change the MCU. And that it did. Great. But we don't have exposition. Listen, here's here's where I get pissy. You're super using big words. I don't understand them. I'm going to take offense. (laughs) Let me say this. Let me say this real quick, Jack. They literally had their villain have to explain the plot. Like at the end of the series, your villain stood there and had a monologue like 1966. I don't Batman. know that I would say well, this is what's interesting. I don't know that I would say he was the villain. He's the antagonist. He's the one that our heroes are after. She's the one I want you to kill because you ruined my life. He's still where the villain. He is the goal. And he at the end, whether you want to call him a villain or not, instead of seeing the setup pay off, we get a what, monologue. What do you think the payoff would have been? I don't know what the payoff would have been, but basically we just have a, it's, it's a monologue with a character that unless you're a comic book fan, you're not even expecting, nor do you want. So, would the so, payoff have been better if they took over the role? I think the payoff would have been better if they didn't, and this is tough because they're, they're way more talented than I am, so I don't know. But if we really dealt with Loki coming to terms, because we get so we we get thrown into this buddy story so quickly that we never really get to deal with your denial is the first freaking part of grief. So, that Loki did that. I didn't do that. That's not me. Like we didn't even get denial we saw that in the second episode. Two seconds, man. We're talking about you're telling me that I'm. If you tell you tell me any film dude. with the exception of Zack Snyder's 12 hour Justice League movie where people actually get proper time <laughs> to deal with certain issues. This is a six. This is like a but, five and a half hour movie. But let me say this. Still but, a fast track. OK, hold on. Let me say oh, this. Though. Lawrence, I agree with you. The, the, the show is a setup, but I think I went in expecting this to be a setup for the next phase of the of of Marvel. And it gave me exactly what I expected. And that's, that's why I liked it so much. That's great in concept. But if you're not a Marvel head and you're sitting down just to watch a good TV series, you're gonna sit here and go, I got here to the no, finale. Up, and they're gonna talk. If you're not a Marvel head, you're not then watching. Why are you watching it? Exactly. You're not watching it. No. When you're I watching say- Handmaid's Tale. When I say when I say when I say Marvel head, I mean not someone who doesn't like the Avengers. You have to have watched every Marvel movie and TV series to appreciate this setup. This is this is a million dollar show catered towards a very small audience. No one no one got excited for Kang the Conqueror unless you know he's coming. Like no one's just watching this series and this whimsical guy shows up and you're like, oh, this could be no. I, you know I, what? Hold on. I didn't, Time out. I didn't, I didn't know he was precast in that role later on. Dude. So when I saw him 
I, when I saw him there, I wasn't expecting the version of him that I got. And that, that was the thing that was interesting to me because he wasn't the villain. Right. He was a guy who was actually in his own right, the hero of the That's most. the villain, Jack. Every villain thinks they're the hero. I know, except for in this case, he was really bringing order to chaos. And so was Thanos. So was Thanos. He's a villain. Well, that's why Thanos is actually why Thanos was a great villain because he was multifaceted. Don't get hung up on the word villain. The point is the guy at the end at the hero's journey had a monologue to explain the plot of the show because through all this setup, their setup was kind of like Easter eggs, fun Easter eggs. I didn't think he, he was explaining the plot of the show. He was explaining who he was in the first place. No, up until that point, which, the which up until is, that point was still a mystery. He's explaining right. what the TVA is, how it functions, the fact that you're all here because I put you on this plan. Literally, it's an episode of exposition. Wonderfully acted. The exposition to me was his character's backstory, which he did with little die-cast molding. G- Eventually. <laughs> No, we still got 20 minutes of backstory before he got to the die cast. <laughs> Go ahead. Look, I, I enjoyed the episode, but I can't go. Come on, guys. You marveled what us. You, what, what's the alternative? What the, did you, the alternative you wrap up? No, you can wrap up the story and open it up the world. First of all, let's backtrack in the fact that death means nothing here. Like the stakes right. are low. Right. <laughs> you go to a place you can escape. When he died, he's like, I'll be back. Morbius's death didn't even stick. Like I, when you kill, when they killed, when they got Loki, I'm like, he's not dead. But no one's death really sticks here. Low stakes. Come on. And then we not have like all- the. Um, keep going. Go, go, go. No, go ahead, Rich. Jump in. Jump in. It's, jump in. It's, it's, it's not that the death doesn't matter. It's just that a different version of him pops up. Like that's what he meant by "I'll see you soon" when he dies. Like Holy I'm not talking about his death. Up until we saw the episode with him going to purgatory, whatever, we thought when you got pruned, you died. Oh, okay. I th- yeah. But I, I think okay. it was all right because we're in like this weird purgatory place already that I think I'm okay with. I mean, when 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 Owen Wilson was pruned, I thought that, no, he's not dead. I, I I knew he wasn't dead. I knew he was gonna come back. Just because of the the caliber of actor he was, and the way the story was, and, and that's how the I thought the he would be dead. That, that's why I thought he would die. Yeah, see, I thought the exact opposite. He, the stakes high. He already has his new buddy cop partner. He already has her. And now, when you telling me that when people get pruned, when people are on planets that where they, they should be eaten by a monster, like no one gets got, we're back into the Disney thing of like the stakes are low. It doesn't really matter. Everyone lives to see another day, and that's like why. Why? You, Owen Wilson is the perfect person to kill in a series like this, Morbius, because you care for him immediately. And if he didn't come back, the plot's fine. <laughs> like, it doesn't, <laughs> we're fine. So it's just that thing of, it's, it's a great, it's, I had a, an amazing time. I look forward to watching Loki. I, 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 this is my favorite one out of the bunch. But it's still just a well-told exposition setup story that could have probably been done in two episodes. Really, it you know, could have been done in two episodes. And, but e- even after all that, I'm still okay with it. I, I went in expecting a setup. I got the setup, and I was satisfied. So I was absolutely okay with it. Yes, mm-hmm. full oh, agreement. In this series, I was expecting it to open up a world, but to still have some finality to it. 
You know, I, I, at the end of Winter's Captain America and Winter Falcon Winter Soldier, he becomes Captain America. Like we get these things here. We only know this opens things up because we are trained to think in a Marvel way. But honestly, like what happened here? Like what happened here? He talked about some bad guys coming and he sees maybe the bad guy statue. Like if you watch this at just what they give you, like it's 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 how I how I felt when I saw the first Captain America movie and the first Thor movie. I enjoyed them. But I'm like, these are just set up to get to the Avengers. It's like there's there's not as much to these. This devil's advocate for you, though. Falcon Winter Soldier, Falcon becomes Captain Falcon. <laughs> Captain Falcon. <laughs> right. And, uh, and the story uh, is wrapped up. At the end of the Loki series, the series is about Loki's journey and how he changes. And at the end of the series, essentially what you have from beginning to end is you have villain Loki turns into hero Loki and he literally turns down the thing that he wanted at the top of the series, power ruler, love of your life. And you, you win the battle of Manhattan, you kill the Avengers, you can have it all. And he turns it down. And so you have from beginning to end, a complete role reversal. Now maybe it's fast tracked for you, but it still happens. And what you have is the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe has opened up. The only issue with that is, Jack, is that... Turns it down twice, too. Falcon only becomes Captain America once. We've already seen a Loki go on the hero's journey and make the big sacrifice. We saw it already. So to see him do this is like, cool, but we've seen you sacrifice yourself, a a version of you do this already sacrifice yourself your brother him and thor's relationship towards the end of ragnarok like we saw a hero's journey with this character already we're watching it twice we're watching it twice and it's so that doesn't do that much outside of amazing performances and i'll watch this i'll watch this whole series over again because the performances are so good so i'm not saying i didn't like the series i really enjoyed it but if i wipe it away we're watching a character go on a hero's journey that he already went on <laughs> to come to an end that isn't an end that leaves it so open that you can tell they don't know where they're going. And I mean, come like it's, 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 it's Jack. It's kind of what you said about Batman 89 in our look back episode. If you haven't listened to it, please go into our catalog and look back. Uh, Batman 89 would be Holds Tim up. Burton Batman. <laughs> Tim Burton Batman for those of you who don't call it Batman 89. Um, Michael Keaton. Okay. You said a lot in that episode. Lawrence, you love the concept. You love the idea, but the execution, the execution of it is a little questionable. The idea of those things are great. That's kind of how I feel here. The idea is great. Saved by the performances. Honestly, that last episode would have been a train wreck if Jonathan Majors wasn't so fantastic. Yeah, that would not have worked at yeah, all. That's true. On that, paper, true. it's like, what is this? So, and and he's Yale, Yale grad. He studied clowning. So this dude is an actor's actor. And he he brought that, which is fantastic. So I, I saw a lot of that amazing filmmaking, dope acting, that if I were to wipe that away, just like, what's the story here? Oh, a second hero's journey that leads so nowhere it can go everywhere okay <laughs> i'm good i don't know i agree to disagree i i think on this one 
I agree to disagree. It, it, it leads so nowhere that it's not going to affect the Spider-Man movie. It's not going to affect Dr. Strange multiverse. Of, well, like it's I, not going to affect exactly anything. It has the potential. It has the potential depending on what they do with it. It depends on what they do with it, man. But depending on what they do with it, it this series by the end of it has the potential to profoundly change everything. And I think <laughs> our love for the potential makes us look at this through rose colored glasses it might it might well, because of me, potential because i agree with everything no i was just saying it really it, it depends on what they do with it next if they don't capitalize on it then lawrence i'm 100 i side with you i go you guys squandered the biggest game changer that that could possibly be out there if they squander it i'm with you so and they're I not going to squander it. They're not going to squander it. They, 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 they're going to kill it. But well, I'll still go. Well, then I'll agree. This to is still set up like beginning. It has to have a dope story. And right now, well, maybe that's why there's a season up. two. Maybe right. if there was 10 episodes instead of if six. I have like, to yeah. watch season two to make season one matter. Jack, I feel like I'm saying what you say to me. Except for the difference is I see what this series was. And it's exactly what I was hoping it would be. Yeah. A game I, it didn't change the game. It didn't do anything. It well, depends done yet. on what they do with it. Depends <laughs> on what they do with it. Nothing happened. I'm sorry, dude. If you agree to the rules of the content you watched, there was the timeline. And they took that timeline and they exploded it. Yeah. And now if we wait, 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 what, wait. if we agree they exploded the timeline, but we never saw the ramifications like like literally this show is just well, no, i'm sorry you did the only thing you have to go off of is you saw all the loki variants you saw the thanos helicopter teased you saw the frog thor and you and now what we know is that all of that is free to go f- coexist on any given timeline where frog thor could be in the next spider-man movie for all we know let me tell you something the CW did the Crisis of Infinite Earth storyline. And they... With an infinitely stuff. different budget. Oh. <laughs> it's <And> like resource. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's like Gucci to a Target handbag. Like, what, they did, what they managed to do well was this. In the beginning of one of the episodes, you saw Burt Ward walking down the street in the 66 universe. They flash to another, uh, they flash to Knox from Batman 89 with a newspaper about Batman. And then when the world fell apart, they cut to Hawk and Robin and Titans go, holy crap. We actually saw the ramifications of time falling apart. Here, we kind of talk about it and show you characters you don't know about. So I don't know what's happening with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, it, it's so just, here's what's happening. You yeah. can't, I can't let that, you can't, I, we can't not talk about that. It's no, all. That, that's true. Listen, that's true. And that's why, this is why the thing I'm going to hang my hat on for the end of this, this conversation for me is it depends on what they do with it. I agree. It would have been dope to see the Avengers in some sort of real world scenario where everything they thought they understood about the life they were living in was suddenly topsy turvy. That's the next thing. And so if they capitalize on it, awesome. I'm down for the ride. If they squander it, I side with you, Lawrence. I go, what the hell are you guys doing? I'm down for the ride anyway. Marvel has always stuck the landing. Even if we don't like the setup, even if we thought one movie was little, eh, it still sticks the landing. 
Ant-Man, I didn't care for it, but I'm happy we got him because he was so essential in Endgame. They stick the landing. So I, I don't think they're going to squander it. They're going to stick the landing. I still say this, it was six episodes of just set up, which is fine, fine. I highly I like recommend it. It was dope set up. It was great setup. But when I go to a nice restaurant, I want more than appetizers. I don't care how many appetizers you give me. I'm going to want the meal in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Some great, this was a great appetizer. Um, you never ate tapas? It's all appetizers. It was satisfying. That's how they get you. Spend all your money on freaking finger food, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's just wrap this up. I thought it was a great series outside of that. I mean, we have just amazing performances and Jonathan Majors, man. I, if anything, I'm so excited to see freaking Ant. I've never been excited to see Ant-Man. And now I am because he's apparently the bad guy in it. Yep. So, I mean, my hat's off to him. Hats off to the whole show. It was a great time. But if I'm going to sit down and dissect it, this is kind of where I come to. But I just had an amazing time. I would definitely watch it again and highly recommend it. I recommend it. I'm with it. I, it was set up, but it was set up I was looking for. It delivered what I was hoping for. Push us into the next phase and uh, watch it. You won't be disappointed. Well, let's hope yes. they capitalize on it. You know they're going to capitalize on it. Listen, like you said, put on the rose-colored glasses. Call me Cyclops. I enjoyed it. They're going to capitalize <laughs> on it. This is Marvel, man. This is Marvel we're talking about. They're not going to fumble this. This is great. I, I enjoyed the show. Yes, it was a setup show, but that's what we expected. On the ride, they dropped a bunch of stuff. And, and right. Mobius talked about vampires, Blade's coming out. He's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's not a one-off. He's not, not connected because guess what, y'all? Now vampires exist. Now there's mm-hmm. a platform where if they want to get the X-Men fighting with the Avengers, the worlds can collide right now. That's what they opened up to me. It, it is the most exciting thing possible is what they just did with the content. And I hope, I hope they don't squander it. They will not. I do have they to say, say one last thing. We're kind of in a um, timeline multiverse race between DC and Marvel. Like oh we're literally, God, we like, mm. we're kind of like, yeah. this. let's pull as many players and pieces of nostalgia. This all works. Everything's connected. And we're going to see like who goes to the finish line first. And I have to feel like DC is going to do it first, but Marvel's end game, they play the long game. Marvel gets you 10 years in before they give you freaking Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's true. But they stick. Oh, yeah. Me. So I think it's just cool that we have, they're both kind of doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. we'll, well see. Which I appreciate because DC really kind of missed the ball with, with, getting the Justice League put together in some sort of mm. nice fashion. They rushed it. They rushed it. They yeah. rushed it to catch up tomorrow. So where DC yeah. dropped the ball and they can use this to kind of reshape their world. Marvel's yeah. world is working already, but mm-hmm. DC has the cinematic catalog to pull in Michael Keaton. Yep. <laughs> Marvel. I mean, you can get Dolph Lundgren back as Punisher if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel's only hot. You only go as far back as Blade and that's it. Ben Affleck back as Daredevil, it's not going to hit as hard as Michael Keaton. Nothing's going to hit as hard for them as Michael Keaton. Yeah. Unless Jackman's like, I'll put the claws back on. Then maybe that'll be interesting, but I, I think he might be done. <laughs> Man, um, great episode, guys. It's such a great talk. Fun, fun series. Do we got some recommendations? 
Actually, we don't. We have all the Wackamendations. So, Wackamendations! <laughs> so, so I went down a deep rabbit hole after we did the Rocco's Modern Life and the, and the, the Rugrats. So I'm actually, here are my Wackamendations for banned Looney Tune cartoons because they are super duper racist. Number one, <laughs> <laughs> number one. Uncle yeah. Tom's bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> Why is number, that racist? You can't have a bungalow in cartoons nowadays. <laughs> number two, yeah, yeah, the bungalow. It's the, the bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> number two, jungle jitters. <laughs> That's his racist. <laughs> now I don't even have. I don't even have to tell you what these cartoons are about, and you already know that's how racist they are. <laughs> number three, angel puss. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's a different cartoon. Yeah, no, no, it's still, it's still Looney Tunes. It's still blackface. It's super racist. Number four, Bugs nips the nips. Super racist against. My jaw just dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are these are all 100 real. Google them. You can find them. Go down that rabbit hole with me because it's really really crazy. I don't know if I'm allowed to. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that can show up in Jack's search history. Yeah, I'll live vicariously through my three brothers. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, what a wonderful episode. Thank y'all so much for listening. Please download, subscribe, like, follow us on social media. We're three brothers and a shot of milk. Be part of this family, this community. We have so much fun doing this. We'll see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel.